Welcome once again to another episode of the Brandom Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 529, recorded live on Saturday, September 23rd, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who might have drunk a bit too much tea this morning, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who still has not had enough coffee, Andy Lowe. Oh no! Oh no! Is somebody tired? Not as tired as I would be. I think I actually got a good four or five hour chunk in there so it's not too bad yeah this is no. what i normally yeah it was but uh, then again i usually have at least like two cups of coffee in the morning so yeah uh so we're doing these things on friday for the western home games call we call uh-huh. them bronco breakfast so we go to a, a bagel shop there's a couple okay. of them in town we rotate around and so uh do bagels and coffee in the morning so we're, we're calling that like the the bronco breakfast yeah um, I walk in to check on them on Friday and one of the sales ladies was there and I just sat down. I hadn't even gotten my laptop out of the bag. She just looks at me and she's like, I'm getting you a large coffee. Oh, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. Does she know that you have a newborn? Oh yeah. Okay. No, every, everybody that's... at work, everybody at work should know I have a newborn. Well, I mean, that's, that's just getting the, like, they know what you're doing. They know what you're going through. Yes. Right. Even people who don't have kids. After a certain point, like they understand because they've seen other people who have kids. So they, they get it. They know what that's like. Yeah, I think I only work with two, maybe three people who don't who have kids. Don't have kids. Yeah, I think I think three. Yeah, so so they get it. Yes. They understand. Yes. Yeah, no, everybody in my line of work seems to have been down that road before me. Sorry, paper. So they, they all get it. They all know it. They've yep. done that. Yep. Been there. Seen yep. it. Yep. Got in the t-shirt. Covered in formula. <laughs> if you're lucky. If you're lucky, yes. Yeah, no, he, I gotta wash this one. His bottle this morning. He took it all down and then decided to give just a little bit of it back. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Andy. Yep. Good time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. It's, it's, it's so good. It, well, you know, it's not like, you know, we didn't know this was going to happen. Yep. I mean, it's, it's a baby. Yep. That's what babies do. Baby's going to baby. I like how I use that as a verb now. It's like, you know, is he, is he, he's, he's failing at baby <laughs> to, right now. To baby? Yes, he's he's babying right now. I see. It's been, it's been interesting from my perspective uh, to watch, you know, three new sets of parents who all had a kid within like a month of each other. And their coping mechanisms. Mm. So yours is baby is going to baby. Like how baby is your baby? Yeah. Um, uh, another group of parents, they, they treat their baby as a customer. And so they, they put words in the baby's mouth of like the service here sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Feeding time is going to the restaurant. That's funny. Yeah. Reservation for one. So as a, yeah, it's it's just been interesting to watch that sort of like how you guys handle a baby mm-hmm. and and having this intruder in your in your house and your life. We're just taking it one day at a time. Yep, as you do, mm-hmm. as you do. Oh, that's good. Yeah, your coffee. Yeah, good, good. Could be better though. I got the I tried the salted caramel flavor. It's creamer. never as good as you want it to be. No, no, it's not. It's like, you know, the, 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 the bagel shop just had half and half and actual milk, mm-hmm. which that, those, I just, I don't know, half and half what? and actual milk just, it doesn't taste right. Half and half in coffee is delicious. I don't know. It might've been the coffee that they gave me. They have, they had like freaking eight varieties of coffee and I was just like, I just, I just want coffee. Like, I don't care. Give me coffee. What's the strongest cup of Joe you got? Um, it was their dark roast coffee. By volume or what? Like milligrams of caffeine per ounce or per dollar? Well, I was going for per ounce since I didn't actually buy said cup of coffee. Oh, yeah, then just a shot of espresso, man. Well, they didn't have that. The oh, other ones well, have an espresso machine, I do believe. At least I expect that per ounce espresso, um, coffee, caffeine per ounce. Is there a thing of different caffeine charts? There we go. Caffeine is mildly addictive. Well, no oh, shit, Sherlock. Um, Milligrams per fluid ounce of caffeine content of drinks. Yeah. So here's caffeine, uh, common caffeine orders from chains and how much caffeine is them. 
but they're various sizes. So like the Starbucks coffee blonde roast is a 20 ounce with 475 milligrams of caffeine, which is a lot of caffeine. Yeah. But a Starbucks espresso. There it is. Starbucks espresso, two ounces, 150 milligrams. So 10 of those would get you to the 20 ounces, but would also be three times the caffeine content. Yes, but that'd be a lot of beverage to drink. <laughs> 10 shots of espresso? Well, actually, no, it wouldn't be a lot of... It would I, be a 20 ounce shot, and it, like that's that's the exact same size as the other one. Yeah, right. <laughs> Still, that would be a lot of espresso to, uh, to drink. It's a lot of espresso, and espresso is... Uh, not something that most Americans will just drink straight. No. Some people do, but you, you have to take your time. The FDA official limit for cola and pepper soft drinks. Liquid? Somebody has made liquid caffeine? I mean, I'm not surprised. Formerly 5150 juice. Should be oh, used here you with go. Extre- should be used with extreme care. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, people who die from caffeine is usually from eating it in pure form. Yeah, one or in this fluid case, ounce has 500 form. milligrams of caffeine. Dang. So here you go, Andy. Five-hour energy. Yeah, has 100 uh, milligrams per ounce. Right, as opposed to, like, full throttle, which has 10 milligrams per ounce. Hey, man, I liked the taste of full throttle. In fact, Monster is also 10 milligrams per ounce. Really? Wait a minute. So, like, Wait, well, Monster also has taurine. Oh, yeah. Right? Caffeine's not the only energy thing in Monster. No. Red Bull, 10 milligrams per ounce. Caffeinated snack foods? What? Caffeinated oh, somebody, ice cream? Somebody finally got a picture of that <laughs> semi-truck fire. Yeah? There's a car or a truck inside the semi-truck trailer. You know we didn't talk about that on the show, right? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Did you want to? Did you want to like point out the fact that I ninety four near uh, me was closed down both directions due to a semi truck crash and fire? I wonder if the crash was that car going inside the semi truck. That unless it was in there, I don't know. It's not as bad as that massive pileup that I almost got stuck in. Okay, I I don't know how to respond to that. I don't. Uh, when did you get? When did you almost get stuck in a massive pileup, Andy? Um. Uh, let's see, I-94 pile up. 193 vehicles involved, one person dead, uh, 23 injured, happened January 10th, 2015. Um, yeah, it was, uh... I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah? I'm back at the caffeine. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm, lo- I'm looking through the numbers again, because I'm trying to be like, so if I wanted the most, like, what I want is also the price, but I guess some of these, the price is going to vary, because, like... Starbucks pricing is going to be dependent on which location you go to. Yes. So I'd have to actually go to Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, and Panera in the local area to find the prices for all these things. And then I could do caffeine per ounce, caffeine per cost, and total caffeine in in the, the drink. You see, part of me wanted to do that at some point during college. Yeah. But it would be fast food um, calories calories per dollar but then one of the uh, nutrition people in one of my classes was like that's the dumbest thing ever <laughs> yeah and i'm just maximizing like, maximizing calories per dollar yeah because he's like okay if you want to maximize calories per dollar i could just get you a bunch of lard rice believe it or not rice oh, i don't doubt it rice is tasty too well it depends on yeah. what you add to it but like rice is so cheap but so nutritious rice well it depends on what rice, rice you get I should try and make some rice tonight. Maybe with like some chicken stock. Mm. We did, uh, what did we do? We did teriyaki chicken. Ooh. Yeah, we threw that on the grill. That was, it's a pretty simple recipe too. It was just teriyaki sauce, Italian dressing, and some garlic. Just let it marinate for a bit. Just it on a chicken breast? Yep. Sweet. Threw it on the grill. Mmm. Yeah, that was I've been having fun with the sous vide. Oh, yeah, you could actually do that because you could have just thrown the bag into yeah, the... Yeah, the, uh, the last time I sous vide with chicken, it didn't turn out very well. Like, the chicken was a little chewy. Did you throw it in too long? I threw it in for the amount of time it told me to throw it in. Hmm. I don't know if that's too long. I don't know. haven't actually sous vide chicken in a while. <laughs> it's just so much better for steaks. Yes. Like, I, it just is. Plus, you can knock out, like, a whole freaking, you know, eight steaks, depending on how big your... Uh, immersion yep, container. Immersion tank is. Yep. Well, I went and I got one of those, like, giant Rubbermaid ones. Mm. So I can put quite a bit in there now. And it even has a, a lid that was custom made for the sous vide that I have. God, now you're making me hungry. 
<laughs> we need to transfer a topic so I can, you know, not be hungry. Oh, we uh, can talk. We can talk about food. We can talk about food. This we can actually legitimately go to a topic. But you, you, you were just complaining about being hungry. I know, but we can legitimately segue. All right, this. go for it. Go for it. Let's do it. Walmart and your refrigerator. What about Walmart and your refrigerator? Walmart uh, is working on this. Was this was posted on their blog? So this. Let, let me just read you these first two paragraphs. All right. Yeah. All right. Go for it. Shopping for groceries can be a hassle for my busy family. We need to make the time to go to the store, make sure we find everything on our list and a few things that likely weren't. Lug them home and then put them away. Sometimes this can be a fun trip, but more often we either press for time or, worst of all, can't make the trip, leaving us with an empty fridge that has us munching on unhealthy snacks instead of our typical fresh fruit, vegetables, and yogurt. So we asked the question, what if Walmart could help busy families like mine ensure my fridge was always well stocked? Well, what if we created a service that not only did my grocery shopping and brought everything to my home, but even went so far as to put it directly into my fridge? And what if it was even more convenient because this in-fridge delivery happened while I was at work or off doing other things? So they are Hire working. a butler. Well, what Walmart is doing is they're trying to work with a company called August Home, which is a provider of smart locks. And this is how the test will work. You place an order on walmart.com for several items, even groceries. When your order is ready, a delivery driver will retrieve my items and bring them to my home. If no one answers the doorbell, he or she will have a one-time passcode that I've pre-authorized, which will open my home's smart lock. So it requires having a smart lock? Yes. So then the person will then go to your fridge, carry my groceries to the kitchen, unload them in my fridge, and leave. I'm watching the entire process from start to finish with my home security cameras through the August Home app. So Walmart wants to team up with people and literally deliver the food straight to your fridge. Gonna go with no. (laughs) Do you agree? It's, this is super creepy. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, I'm... You know, I, I, I'm all about convenience, especially, you know, having the world's smallest dictator, you know, your, around your the child, child. Yes. Okay. He's not actually he's actually a pretty chill baby, which is pretty good. He's only really upset when he's hungry. But I, know, I, it, I point out my earlier comment about coping mechanisms. But yeah. Go ahead. Um, so, you know, it would be nice, you know, we've looked at the, the Blue Apron HelloFresh. I mean, you know, I'm glancing at that stuff again, because that'd be nice to just get the stuff delivered, already measured out, and, you know, we don't have to decide what we want for dinner, that sort of thing there. It just happens. That's what you're having for dinner. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, I'm all, but but this, this is just creepy. Literally, you're going to let the delivery guy into your house, drop the food in your fridge. I mean, why not? So creepy. So of all the <laughs> privacy invasions that you go through, that's the one that creeps you out? I mean, I guess this is the only one where you have someone actually coming into your home. Yes, a stranger that I don't know. Literally, yep. Like, if, if they literally just, you know, took one of those, like, ice boxes that, you know, HelloFresh and all the other people have in there, if they just put the groceries in that and just left it on the porch, mm-hmm. that would be fine. Or, you know, it would be great, you know, if you just go to Meyer and you do all your shopping on the app and then you, you, you get the text message that, hey, your thing will be ready for pickup at this time. Swing by Meyer, you know, they, they're doing that now, which is, you know, people will actually like do all your groceries for you and then you could just swing by and pick it up. But this, I feel like right now, this is one step too far. <laughs> Literally letting a random guy into your house, which, yep. you know, you're going to have to watch the guy <laughs> anyway. So but you don't like, have to be home. Like you will have to stop what you're doing, but you won't have to be home. I'm just, no, no. So you're saying no, I'm saying no. Yeah, but Walmart is saying maybe. Yeah, they're they're testing it out. I do believe. Where I'm not sure at the moment. Let's San Francisco. See. No, it wouldn't make sense to test in San Francisco. San Francisco hates Walmart. We're excited to be running this test in Silicon Valley with a small group of August Home customers. Fuck! All right. Well, I, I guess I get points for guessing San Francisco, and then I lose them for taking it away. <laughs> <laughs> you were close. I was there. And then I you like, turned yes, right, right around and said, and I nope. turned around. Nope. I, I backed off too quickly, man. Backed yeah, off too yeah, quickly. You, 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 and then you, you just, you turned right around. This may not, oh, I love this. The last line on here is this may not be for everyone. Really? 
and certainly not right away, but we want to offer customers the opportunity to participate in tests today and help us shape what commerce will look like in the future. I just, that's, yeah, it, you know, the, the virtual shopping is kind of neat. But, yeah, no, not, not letting random strangers into the house. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it does bring us towards another discussion, this idea of, of online retail. And online retail is claiming another victim. Who is it this time? Toys R Us. But I don't want to grow up. Well, unfortunately, neither did Toys R Us. And so they are now filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Oh, they have insane amounts of debt, like insane amounts of debt. Five billion in long-term investment debt. Wow. Yep. That's they are with in a B. Deep trouble. <laughs> When's the last time you went to a Toys R Us? The last time I went to a Toys R Us was two or three years ago because I had saw online that they were putting video games on clearance or something else on clearance. So I think it was picked up like Sims 3 or Sims 4 for Kate because it was, you know, on clearance prices at the time. But the Toys R Us in our area didn't have it. So I went across the street to Best Buy and did the price match off the Toys R Us website. Yeah. Even though the Toys R Us near you didn't have it. Yeah. So you went to Toys R Us and didn't buy anything. Nope. And the only reason you were going to Toys R Us is because it was on clearance. Yes, because they were trying to cut down on what they were selling. Is anyone actually surprised by this? Like, I'm, I'm kind of surprised, surprised at how long it took them to, to do this, to get to this point. Fun fact, according to the Toys R Us Twitter, today is National Batman Day. I was unaware that there was a National Batman. Are we sure there's a National Batman Day? DC Comics, celebrate Batman Day on September 23rd. Okay. Ah, um, Batman Day is Saturday, September 23rd, 2017, except this year in celebration of Harley Quinn's 25th anniversary. So it's National Harley Quinn Day. Yeah. God, Batman the Animated Series, 19... 25 God, it's years It's been ago. 25 yep. years. Yeah. Um, I thought to be a national day, it had to be recognized by Congress. No. Yeah. Like, I can't just go out and announce that October 12th is National RA Podcast Day. Well, I don't think it's National Batman. I think DC is just calling it Batman Day. Like, free comic book I mean, day, that sort of stuff. There, there's the National Batman Day Facebook. Let's see if our local comic book store is doing anything. Do, 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 loading the Facebook page. There are people there in Batman masks, Harley Quinn masks. Uh, doesn't seem to be doing much. Stop in for free exclusive Batman Day comics, 20% off regular price Batman and Harley related graphic novels, 10% off Batman toys, free Batman and Harley masks, free activity books. Mm. It's the, uh, Comic-Con here in Madison this week. Oh. So I imagine there's quite a bit of Batmans going on today, assuming people know that it is indeed National Batman Day. Well, I just found out about it, so don't know what to tell you. Now, yeah. granted, this Toys R Us bankruptcy, this is not Chapter 7, right? Chapter 11. Okay, so this is, this is not... This is we're restructuring. Selling, yeah, this is not we're selling everything and closing the doors. This is we're going to try and restructure and, you know, flex right. our way out of this problem. This, this is the, the company saying, okay, well, how, how can we readdress this? How can we move things around? What do we need to change? It's basically putting a... a my understanding of it, I should say, because I'm not a bankruptcy lawyer or judge or anyone with any training in bankruptcy whatsoever. I believe this is them saying we can do this, but we need more time and we need to make some massive restructuring. And it's a way of uh, for, for a publicly traded company to do that without necessarily chatting with the stockholders. I think that's the summary of Chapter 11. But let me go take a look. And see what Wikipedia says. Oh, I'm already at the Wikipedia Chapter 11, Title 11 of the United States Code right now. Okay. Uh, a debtor in possession can acquire financing and loads on favorable terms by giving new lenders first priority on the business's earnings. The court may also permit the debtor in possession to reject and cancel contracts. Debtors are also protected from other litigation against the business 
Through the imposition of an automatic stay, while the automatic stay is in place, creditors are stayed from any collection attempts or activities against the debtor in possession, and most litigation against the debtor is stayed or put on hold until it can be resolved in bankruptcy court or resumed in its original venue. Business is insolvent, its debts exceed its assets, and the business is unable to pay its debt as they come due. The bankruptcy restructuring may result in the company owning owners being left with nothing. Instead, the owner's rights and interests are ended, and the company's creditors are left with ownership of the newly reorganized company. So, yeah. You, it, it allows you to cancel contracts, reorganize your debt, ask for new loans. Litigation against you is kind of put on hold while you try and figure your stuff out. It's the, we're really sorry that we messed up. We're really going to try and make it better form of bankruptcy. Yeah, it's the, you know, we got screwed by this, that, and the other thing. We're going to be able to try and cancel out of those. You can't sue us for that fact. But, you know, if there's a problem and we're not actually able to get out of it, then you're going to be able to own us. Yep. Okay. So what's the likelihood of, um, of, of, of shit, of, uh, of, uh, Toys R Us, that, that one actually getting out of this? Um, well, I don't know. They're, they're still, they, they've already secured a commitment for over $3 billion in financing from various lenders while the Chapter 11 process takes place. And the CEO says, today marks the dawn of a new era at Toys R Us where we expect that the financial constraints that have held us back will be addressed in a lasting and effective way. And just in case you're wondering, ToysRUsInc.com slash restructuring has a nice little customer FAQ about what the heck's going on. Yeah, they're publicizing all of their restructuring plans. No, it's just kind of like, you know, customers is like, why is this going now? You know, is my local Toys R Us still open? Yes, that's the whole point of Chapter 11. Yes. Can I still use my R Us credit card? Can I still use Why my gift card? Why does cards? Toys R Us have a credit card? I don't know. Power wheels? Do you do you recognize that there's like an issue in our financial system that Toys R Us is able to give out credit cards? <laughs> yes. Yes, that does seem weird. That was one of the things, though. When we did a Babies R Us uh, registry list, they were like, would you like to apply for a Babies R Us card and get, you know, 10% off of... Yada, yada, yada. We're like, mm, no. It makes sense, though, because then the credit card would just be uh, you paying the, the company instead of the company paying um, the one point whatever percentage towards Visa or MasterCard. Plus, then they can charge interest, and then you're also, once again, paying the company rather mm-hmm. than somebody else. Mm-hmm. Store credit cards. They're crap for the consumer. Yeah. <laughs> Great for the company. But awful for the consumer. Yeah, God, I remember all the times where we were... Also- awful for the employees too because they're usually like graded on how many cards they push yep i can attest to that working at best buy we had to push those best buy credit cards and i'm just sitting there looking at the 27.99 percent apr going that is a high interest rate yep excuse me i'm going to go pay off my credit cards right now yeah if you pay off your credit cards every month the interest rate doesn't matter right so speaking uh, about other corporate restructuring. Yeah, go for it. What do you Google got? Google and HTC. Yeah, there was a thing with that. They were going to do something. Well, the company has just confirmed that it's going to acquire part of HTC's mobile division for $1.1 billion. That's so much money. HTC will still employ more than 2,000 research and design staffers after the deal is done, down from 4,000. So it's only part of the R&D team getting bought by Google. So what does that really turn into then? They're buying the smart people. Are they? Like they're just buying the the R&D team for the phones? Are they really buying them or are they renting them? Well, according to the senior vice president of Google Hardware, published on September 21st, uh, we're, uh, let's see, last fall we introduced our first family of made-by-Google products, including Pixel smartphones, Google Home, Google Wi-Fi, Daydream View, and Chromecast Ultra, and preparing to unveil our second generation of products on October 4th. Yeah, coming up real soon. We yep. will probably talk about that. Yep. So, you know, they're creating beautiful products that people rely on every single day is a journey, and we're investing in the long run. So they want to be Apple. Uh, well, at least someone wants to be Apple. <laughs> they want to be Apple, and they thought, hey, we don't have that in-house. We're going to drop a billion dollars and pick up a couple of thousand people from HTC, and now we're going to be Apple. Right, and again, at least someone will be Apple, because yes. Apple is not Apple anymore. No. 
future fellow Googlers, our amazing folks who've already been working with closely on the Pixel smartphone line, and we're excited to see what we can do together as one team. The deal also includes a non-exclusive license for HTC intellectual property. Interesting. So the people that they're stealing from HTC or purchasing from HTC, God, it sounds terrible, like they're buying and selling people. Uh, (laughs) But they are. Literally, they bought people. Could bring over their knowledge of the HTC information and not have a problem with intellectual property. Nope. That was probably more than the people. The cost of that was probably more than the cost of the people. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what Google was after in the first place. I'm thinking because they, they, they paid, what, $12.5 billion for Motorola? And then, you know, they wanted, you know, the, the Motorola people. Granted, that really didn't go anywhere. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it did. We might not have seen it, but I'm sure it did go somewhere. Yeah. Well, then they re- turned around and sold, <laughs> sold the company to the Lenovo. Yep. So Google, hmm, I'm just, I still don't know why they're, I guess they want to focus on, on the phones. Mm-hmm. Again, well, mobile is the future to to point to this out. They've tried this several times before. Right. You just mentioned Motorola. Yeah. Twelve point five billion they spent to buy Motorola. And, and this then, is only one point one billion. This is only one point one billion. That's eh, chump change. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, twelve point five to buy Motorola. They sold Motorola to Lenovo for two point nine one billion. Yeah. So as a ten billion dollar loss. Mm hmm. Uh, Sprint and T-Mobile are talking. Which makes it so weird because their hardware is not compatible. Um, I mean, now it is, isn't it? Well, yes, the LTE stuff will be compatible. Right, your old stuff won't be. Yeah, no. But that just forces people to upgrade. Yeah. Go, yeah, future forward, yes, the 4G and 5G stuff will probably be compatible. Right. But currently right now, you know, I can't take a Sprint phone. You, your phone cannot come onto my network and I can't go onto your network. Which is weird because we can phones. we can both go on to like AT and T's network. Yes, because the AT and T LTE is set on the specific frequency. Yes, right. But I can go on AT and T's network. You can go on to AT and T's network. Yes, but we can't go on to each other's network. No, that seems a little weird. Yes, the whole <laughs> whole wireless spectrum is weird. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I, what I love is that, you know, it would take these two big companies, the number three and number four company, and they'd merge together and still be the number three company. Yep. AT&T and Verizon are just so far ahead of the rest of the pack that T-Mobile and Sprint would still be the third biggest company. Which I'm thinking they're doing it now because the most likely Republicans are more, you know, anti-regulation than the Democrats. So this is they're thinking this is probably their one chance of actually getting this through. I don't feel like the Dems would have said no. I mean, first off, it's the FTC, right, which is a, a nonpartisan entity, more or less, in the same way that the FCC is. (laughs) Yes. But I... Sorry, you said like, FCC and nonpartisan, and I just laughed. Right. Well, that that was the joke. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know when. When like who was it? AT and T wanted to buy T Mobile. Yes. And the FTC said no. Yes. Or did the DOJ say no? It might have been the DOJ. I keep forgetting who has like buy in on this. Who gets to say yes and no? DOJ, FTC, and FCC are for the basically the major telecom mergers. Those are the big three. So you need all three of them to say yes. Yeah, pretty much. Or really, you just need all three of them to not say no. Yes. To say that we're not going to pursue litigation against this. Right. So AT&T and T-Mobile, I I kind of understood, like, it's a really big company buying the next biggest. But again, T-Mobile and Sprint wouldn't actually, like, change most of the, the spectrum. No. It actually might increase their ability to compete. That's a weird situation, right? The idea is the more players you have, the more competition, the better it is for the consumer. But is that true in this case? Is that true, Aaron Hansowitz? Is that true? (laughs) We're looking at you. Given that you have these two giant players who, who can bully the other players. Like, I'm thinking about a poker table, right? Yeah. When you're playing poker... You have someone who who has most of the mo- of the money at the table. He can throw can, the money around, and they can bully the other players with money. Yeah, right. Like, oh, yes. you're going to go. You, you want to bet on this? 
I've got shit, but you don't know that. And I got the money. I can force you to be like, you're either going all in or you're folding. Yeah, no, Brian, that's playing poker with Brian. If he gets an advantage, it's hard because he, d- he does it willy nilly. Right. You can't. You can't, you know, find his pattern because he doesn't have one. He'll just, you know. Oh, he he does. He I does. haven't found it yet. It's it's the same pattern I've got. He plays poker very similar to how I'll play poker. Oh, you guys Sometimes. are very. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's like, well, crap. I don't know if you're bluffing or not because you're just. Yeah. I, oh. Like you, you don't know if I'm going to bluff or if I really have a strong hand or if I don't care. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, those those are the, the hard ways to play poker. Um, yes. but if, so I, I'm picturing that situation, right? And that's, that's the telecoms right now. AT&T and Verizon can bully the other people around. They have the, the consumers, they have the population, but if two smaller players were to combine into a slightly larger player, it actually makes the playing field a little more fair. I mean, ideally, I, I think Verizon and AT&T would split, but there's got to be a lower threshold on that, right? You, you can't just keep splitting companies. No, because then it's... Well, nowhere is there a, a monopoly on wireless carriers, or is that a false statement? Uh, that's it depends on your location because um, as you go more rural, yes, which could lead us into another topic that I posted. Yeah, I want to stick with this one for just a minute longer. Like, okay, because okay, so so there are places where there's a monopoly. Yes, which we we all I think one hundred percent we can agree is is a bad thing. Yeah, if if you're only if you only have one wireless carrier in town, that's a bad thing. But there there has to be a lower threshold. If monopoly is bad, the extreme opposite is also bad. Where, you know, they have 100 wireless carriers in your town, but each one literally only covers a city block. That's just pure chaos. Or even if there's only if there's like 15 or 30 carriers and they cover the whole city but like there's so much duplicated effort you'd have to have more infrastructure built up each company would have to have a staff that's doing the same thing and repeating that effort yeah that's the that's the argument for conglomeration right there that was the same thing with um when iHeart and Clear Channel and Cumulus and everybody in the radio industry after the 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 rule book was kind of thrown out during the 80s and 90s and allowed for the conglomeration of the radio industry, that was their thought process was the fact that like, look, you've got these thousands of radio stations all over the city. Each one has to have, you know, a front person door. You know, they have to have their own separate studio. They have to have this, that, and the other thing. Everything's all spread out. People like, uh, like uh, Cumulus... And iHeart said, like, look, we could save money by buying these guys up and putting them all in one building. So you have to have one door person. You can have duplicate, you know, one engineer person could cover six stations rather than six engineer peoples out there covering each individual one. That this That is their argument. Granted, now they're up to their eyeballs in debt, but, you know. Was that just from, like corporate greed was that from uh there's a couple of arguments about greed and mismanagement and that sort of thing there where they paid they 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 thought the world was their oyster this was like 80s and 90s radio could just print money sort of thing there so they thought you know we could spend this exorbitant amount of prices for these radio stations and easily make it back which (laughs) no no technology will ever replace radio yeah Oh, the 80s. It's it's amazing how quickly people forget about disruptive technology. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of the stuff now is the national buys for the ad agencies. Most of that national money is it's almost disappearing because, yeah. you know, the people want specific metrics now and they can't really get that with radio. You, you can't say, you know, oh, yeah, no. We know for a fact that 75% of our listeners are white male between the ages of 18 to 21, and they all drive, you know, a pickup truck. You can't right. do that with radio. You could do that, you know, with things like Spotify and Pandora and that sort of thing. Those companies can... Well, not only that, but Spotify and Pandora can send that to the people that they are 90% certain are males between those ages who drive pickup trucks. Mm-hmm. Like, so the national your ad, ad doesn't just go are... to everyone. It goes specifically to these people. Yeah. So that's that's where part of the problem is lying now is the fact that, you know, the companies want these hyper specific things that radio is you trying to figure out. Radio. How do we do this? Can't. Yeah. Well, maybe you can. I don't know. Well, that's that's literally the last couple of conventions that our people have gone to have been asking those specific questions of how do we do this? You know, if we specifically do like, you know, 
email our listeners, ask them surveys, that sort of thing there. Will you accept those numbers or will you accept those as biased numbers, that sort of thing there? So it's it's, First, it's an interesting I'll, I'll tell time. You, I'll tell you, Andy. First person to figure it out is going to be set for life. Yep. Yep. For life. Because like then the if radio at, uh, can turn around and say, the, you know, like, you know, these are the numbers. Yeah, it's like the guy, at, I think it was Domino's, might have been Domino's or Pizza Hut, who designed the new box that the pizzas come in. Oh, so that takes up less cardboard or something like that? The box packs flat, can be assembled in, like, less than three seconds, and is just one solid piece of cardboard. Yeah. Like, think about how much research had to go into that, and how many designs, and how many iterations. The guy who came up with that final design is probably was able to retire after that. Probably, yeah. Right, so should could I continue with the Verizon news? Oh, yeah, go for it. Okay, so we talked about how Verizon was going to kick about 8,500 people off their network because the roaming data was costing them more than Verizon had expected. Yeah. Well, enough people kicked up enough dust about this that Bus. they said um, they're extending the deadline to switch providers to December 1st. Okay. So that's, you know, okay, so they're extending the deadline, that's great, but they also have said if there's no alternative provider in your area, you can switch to the small, medium, or 5 gigabyte single line, or 8 gigabyte large plan, but you must do so by December 1st. The plans range from $35 to $70 a month, plus $20 line fees for each line. So I, I want to point out again, like, wasn't this all the FCC's, like, will give you leniency if you do this rural program? Kind of. They, you know, it's the universal service fund sort of thing there. So it's, it's not even that. It's we will pay you and subsidize this. Yeah. We are, okay, Verizon it says we are currently updating our system to allow customers without other options to stay with Verizon. Once that's complete, we will expect to happen, which we expect to happen next week. We will contact each customer via SMS with more information about the process. Following that notification, they will need to contact us to ensure service continues after December 1st. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's okay, I guess. Maybe. It's just like, I, uh. Verizon has said, we have a long history of serving rural markets and care about you, your families, and families in these communities. Bullshit. <laughs> Unless they're costing us money, then we will chop off their heads. Right. We will sever their connection to the world of information. Yep, because we're not making a buck. Which, to be fair, they are a company. They have no moral, ob well, they have a moral obligation. They have no financial obligation or fiscal obligation uh, to do this. Like, they, in fact, they might not have a moral obligation to do this. It doesn't mean we shouldn't have it done somehow or somewhere, but. Well, it's, they it's do kind their of annoying that these, they went out to these rural limited companies and said, look, join part of our network. You don't have to worry about the rest of your infrastructure. Your customers can join the Verizon network. You'll have coverage, you know, everywhere. Our coverage map will look great as well because you see that red map yep. that they always post with, you know, coverage that's their sales, everywhere. right? That's, that's how they make sales. Yeah. And so it will be good for you. It'll be good for us. It'll be good for everybody. So then, you except know, except when it doesn't make us money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except when it doesn't make us money. Then, you know, this great idea was not a great idea. Sorry, we're going to have to, we're going to basically cancel your contract and you guys are hosed. Yeah. And your customers are hosed. Yep. Oh, do we have any good news? Because I'm looking at most of these news articles here. None of them are good. Oh, <laughs> um, so CC Cleaner. Uh-oh. This, this could go badly. Remember CC Cleaner? Yeah. No, I had that for a while on my computer. Yeah, it was it was good to just, like, clear out random shit, right? Like, yes. the cookies and the, the like, temporary files. Um, someone snuck malware into it. Oh. So this, essentially, security platform had malware. In fact, had two malwares. Malware? Oh. I don't know. Uh, one was, was for like most people and it was just kind of harmless fun. Uh, but the other one was a, a key logger. Um, it, it yeah, it, it, they targeted tech companies. Oh, so like it installed on Google, uh, Samsung, Microsoft, Sony, HTC, Linksys, D-Link, Cisco. Oh, <sighs> So for the average person, actually nothing happened. But, I mean, once you're infected, it leaves the door open. It means people could have put shit in your system for later. It's mm -hmm. like, this is just a dog. So that's that's a thing. 
it's like getting, you know, the pine glow or something to clean your house. And it turns out the pine glow has actually got, you know, chicken, chicken in it. Yeah. Raw like chicken. Raw, just, raw chicken. Just, yeah, that's, that's the glow is the raw chicken juice. <laughs> so you think you're cleaning your counter. You're just smearing salmonella everywhere. Well, I mean, you do that anyway with a sponge. Yes. Which is why I clean with paper towel. Yeah. Well, let's see. Other crappy news. iPhones can be held for ransom with Find My Phone? Really? Yeah. So if if someone guesses your code for uh, Apple's website, whatever it is, I don't even remember. It's been so long since I've gone there. iCloud, that thing. Uh, if they know your iCloud password or if they can guess your iCloud password or if they figure out your iCloud password... They can log in as you, and then they can say, like, hey, I lost my phone. Lock it and give it this passcode. Oh, jeez. Okay, so, yeah, if they have, if they use the same login info from other websites, the hackers will go into the iCloud account mm-hmm. with the same username and password and then lock your phone. Right. Two-factor authentication doesn't work because you normally need your phone for two-factor authentication. Yep. Ooh. So the the website won't ask for two-factor authentication because it assumes you've lost your phone. Now, if you have already set a passcode, then they can't override that. So it'll have the same passcode. So you can just unlock it. But if you haven't set a passcode, they can go in and set one and then lock your phone and give you instructions on, like, donate this much money through Bitcoin to this account, and then I'll unlock your phone for you. This can be done for iPhones. It can be done for MacBooks. Oh, even if you have the last four digits of your credit card number and your billing address, anyone with well, a store receipt of a restaurant or a restaurant check could lock your phone, your physical so, devices without any specialized knowledge if they go through Apple's right, customer so service. Apple customer service, I mean, it's it's the number one security flaw, right, is the person behind the keyboard. Yeah. So Apple's uh, customer service has in the past unlocked or, or given access to people based on just that information. I could call and be like, Hi, my name is Anthony Lowe. Uh, I have such and such device and I can't log into it. I think I, I forgot my password. So can you just reset that for me? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, sure, we can do that. Uh, just provide us with some information. Like, well, um, I mean, I don't remember any of the stuff that I put in, but here's my the last four digits of my credit card. And they're like, oh, OK, yeah, here you go. You're all set. Yep. So that kind of sucks. <sighs> um. Good news. Player Unknown Battleground keeps crashing through records. What is it, like a million people now or something like that? Oh, 1.34 million. Wow. Um, keep reading. There's another word in there that's very important. Concurrent players? Yeah. 1.34 million concurrent players. Yeah. Wow. For a game that is still in early access. I feel like, you know, I got to figure out why everybody loves this game so much. It's 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 kitschy. It's new. It's different, right? It it changes the paradigm. It's a first person shooter, but it's a battle royale, so it's a free for all. Well, third person shooter. Uh, yes, third person shooter. Although you can play it in first person, but that sucks. <laughs> Why um, would you do that? <laughs> it's... But like, just the the design of it is really well done. The idea that you have this ever shrinking field of play, so there's got to be a winner. Like, you can't just always hide. There's a center. There is a point at which you must be. Or you will die. Yeah. Um, and and it's just, it's taken off. And some of the popularity is because it's popular, mm-hmm. right? We keep talking about it because it's popular. So more people are like, maybe I should try this. I've looked at it and I'm like, maybe I should try this game. Like, that looks really cool. This company has made so much money. Uh, so, so that's that's a thing. Now, since it's made so much money and since it's so popular, it does mean that a couple other companies... Trying to cash in with clones. Right. And they're like, well, we can do that, too. Like, there's nothing special about this game. And so they're looking at adding battle royale modes to their game, including Epic Games. Now, Epic Games is very special in this situation because Epic Games is the Unreal Engine, which is what Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is in. Ooh. And so Player Unknown has been working with Epic Games on this and getting help and support on this because they're using the engine. They're licensing the Unreal 4 engine. So there may be some um, follow-up to this if it starts to look like Epic Games has been stealing 
ideas and systems from these conversations. So, okay, so let me get this straight. So, player unknown battlegrounds pub. Yeah, PUBG. 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 Yep. Uh, is using the Unreal Engine to basically as the as the framework for their game. Right. So they it's, it's are the yeah the engine. So they are working with Epic, who has created this engine, saying like you know we need to do this, we need to do that. How does this work? How does that work? They're working with the company to make sure that their game works well. Right. Right. But now Epic has their own game. They, they Not only did they produce the engine, but they're also producing games that use their own engine, right? Right. And their game is taking ideas from, oh, geez, from... From PUBG. From PUBG and putting it in their own game. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> Because hey, that's a because you right. have the there's there's a potential lawsuit there. Let's yeah. let's just we'll come out and say that there is a potential lawsuit for like intellectual property theft. Hmm. So that's a thing. Okay, do you want to segue with Steam or do you want to segue with Battleground Games? The choice is yours. Uh, Steam. All right. So. PUBG is a Steam game. Yeah, there um, are many other Steam games yes. besides PUBG. You can, as a user, review Steam games. Yes. Post positive and negative reviews, right? Yes. Well, there's a thing called review bombing, yes. which is, hey, you know, I didn't like what this company did for their DLC, so me and everybody else who's upset about it is going to go to Steam, give it a negative review, and just blast the hell out of it so its you know, overall review at the time drops. Right. But also, you know, this couldn't it could be an issue with the company. It could be an issue with the CEO, things that are not actually related to that game. But that is how you're going to protest is the fact that you're going to go to that Steam game and give it a negative review because of something that might not actually be due to the game. Right. Right. Well, Steam is trying to counteract that by creating a review score histogram for all their games. So the the scores over time. Yes, you can look at the scores over time and see you can watch you know, the if trend. somebody is trying to disrupt the normal reviews of the game. Right. Is that that's, a good thing? That's clever. I, I think it's a solution. I don't know if it's the solution, right? Yes. It feels like it, it, it will accomplish what they need right now, which is for people to be able to see... Uh, a bit easier like is this suddenly a negative review and then why like oh look it was positive and positive and positive and that just dropped to nothing well why did it drop to nothing it may have been because they made a change to the game or it may be because uh, their ceo said something about ronald mcdonald yeah is that an actual example no okay just wanted to double check i mean it's mcdonald's people are always upset at mcdonald's yeah so, yeah, they're posting now histograms of game reviews. So that's that's one way of dealing with problems. The other way is Overwatch could be permanently banning people from their game. Ooh, like perma perma ban? Perma perma ban. Ooh, that's going to piss off a lot of people. Yeah, um, if starting on September 27th, the developers will begin dishing out permanent competitive play bans to any player who accumulates three or more seasonal bans. So it's only for competitive play. Yes. But shit. Yeah, if a player earned a seasonal ban in seasons two and four and then earns another ban in season seven, he or she will be eligible from a per- for a permanent ban from competitive play as soon as that third seasonal ban is issued. Permanent competitive play bans and seasonal bans won't decay or reset over time. So once you've been hit with the ban hammer, there's no coming back. You are stuck. Local play. Yep. Another solution. Mm-hmm. Again, not sure it's the right one, but another solution. Well, also... Um, it's going to piss a lot of people off because they had to pay full price for the game. Yeah, well, even uh, another thing also that happened is the Xbox One patch of the game Yeah, has, um, if a player has a bad Xbox Live rep, Yeah, Overwatch now mutes their microphone. Oh, that's an interesting take on it. Overwatch now bars players with an avoid me ranking from participating in voice chat of the game. Okay, then. So that's a Blizzard's doing a lot of stuff with Overwatch, it seems. I've been playing Heroes of the Storm. Nobody's yelled at me yet so far. (laughs) A couple of people actually have voice chat on for that. No, no. But the 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 quick match alliance chat, a couple of people are like, dude, WTF. Ah. And I'd be like, dude, WTF to you, too. Just in general, WTF. 
Yeah. Like, hey, dude, WTF. You're playing Diablo. Why are you tanking by yourself in a lane that nobody else is in? And I'm just like, I needed the souls. I was farming. <laughs> I was eating. I don't know what nice. you call it. Nice. I should start you know, playing like, that again. I got you... I got 12 souls. I got myself over 100 now. Now let when, me jump when into do the you play? Uh, Diablo. No, when do you play? Normally during lunch. Okay. During lunch during the week? Yes. Uh, I probably cannot join you in those games. Because normally, like, the daily quests are, like, play two or three games or win two or three, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And normally, you know, two or three games is your nice lunch break there. So, you know, I just get my stuff there. I I got to be careful, though, because there are people, you know, who have problems. And since I'm in the building... They will come to you. They will come to me. That's fantastic. <laughs> even though I'm eating lunch and I'm sitting there, like, you know, with my Tupperware and I'm eating and they're like, I got a problem here. And I'm like... I'm on lunch. I'm on lunch. <laughs> like, can it... Can it wait just a little bit? Oh, gosh. I'm kind of on lunch. One. There was one on Friday. I was actually out with Kate outdoors, yep. and somebody called me up, and they're like, I need this now. And I'm like, okay, I'm out at lunch. Well, I need this now because I, I want to go home. And I'm like, um, you haven't done eight hours yet. You're trying to sneak out early, and you're forcing me to try and, you know. Come back in to take care. Come back in for no. lunch. Nope. No. <laughs> nope. Sorry. That's not a thing. It's not my fault you waited until you were trying to leave. <laughs> At the very end of, you know, your day to try and do this. Nope. Sorry. All right. We should probably hit the uh, randoms unless there's something else on this list that you want to talk about. Uh, I think we're pretty good. Is there anything else big to hit? I think we got all the big ones. All right. Random review. It is my week. So I am reviewing my Yimby Tumblr composter. Yimby Tumblr composter. It's a composter. Yeah. So you throw in, like, old food? Yep. Okay. Um, it's $97 on Amazon, so it's not cheap, cheap. Um, it's, oh, how, how big is it? Uh, da, da, let me look at it. 37-gallon uh, capacity, so it's not large. It's not, you know, teeny tiny, but it's not, like, one of those massive ones. But, yeah, no, what I what I do is I take, you know, just, like, the, the moldy bread... You know, corn cobs, corn husks, you know, food that we didn't eat, organic stuff. Don't use dairy and don't use meat, though, because that, that will cause problems. So I take, like, you know, grass clippings and that sort of thing there, and you just throw it in there, and I'm slowly making compost. But you can't put meat in it? No. Is that because, like, it'll attract animals? I think so. Okay. Don't put I dairy don't know. or meat. I looked, I looked at the instruction manual, and it says, do not use dairy, do not use meat. And I'm like, okay. Does that include, like, eggs? Uh, I think so. Coffee grounds is not Coffee dairy grounds, or meat. Yes. Coffee grounds, you can. Okay, so I'm I'm trying to picture what I would put into a compost. Like, I guess I'd put in a lot of lawn clippings. I'd put in the stuff from the yard. Yeah the <laughs> the lawn clippings of our front yard, yeah. just our front yard. Yeah, completely like filled this thing. Yeah, which is you, not okay because you kind of need to balance your carbon and your your what they call the green and the brown. Right, the carbon so, and know, the nitrogen. Right. Yeah, carbon and nitrogen. See, and it, you know the grass clippings. You think thirty-seven gallons is a lot, but no, grass clippings <laughs> they add up quick. They do, although they they also have a lot of empty space. Yes. So you can compress them a little bit. Yes. So the goal of this is to make compost. Yes. To then spread on gardens. Well, we've got flower beds and stuff there, and there's a couple of places on the backside of our garage uh-huh. that get full sun. So that's where I'd want to do the pepper plants and stuff when I get to that there. Okay. So. And what do you do when it's full? Um. Well, right now it's pretty much full. So every couple of days I uh, I spin it because it's a tumbler one. Right. And so, so it actually kind of mixes to agitate all the. It. Yeah, agitate it up there and. Uh, uh, we some of the stuff is actually finally starting to turn into basically Soil. dirt. Yeah. Do you like seed it with worms or something so that it they can chew on it faster? Uh, I have not actually seeded it with anything. I probably should have done that. I probably should have taken, you know, some compost starter and just thrown it in there with it. Is, can you, you can purchase compost starter? Yes. Yes, you can. Okay. I'm learning so much about compost. Yeah, Job's Organic Compost Starter. 442 Organic Gardening Compost Accelerator, four-pound bag, $15 on Amazon. Sure. Um, This one, though, was kind of a pain in the butt to build. 56 screws to That's attach a lot. it. 56, yeah, there's... Uh, is it is it like freestanding? Yes, so it, it's got little feet there, and you can, you know, we set it up next to the garage on the sunny side. Okay. So it's, it's, it's just standing there by itself 
got two separate bins. So, you know, you don't have to fill up all 37 gallons at one go. So I filled up one side completely. And then, you know, I've got, it's got a little door panel that kind of, you can flip around which way to kind of give yourself an idea which side to fill up first. And so while, you know, one side is completely full and quote unquote cooking, you can then start to fill up the other side. So supposedly like it will, you can kind of like teeter totter it back and forth, but I got to put something on one side because it's not it's not cooking as fast as I want to. But yeah, no, it, it's I, I still haven't actually, you know, finished any compost out of it. It's working. It's just, you know, like I said, it was a pain in the butt to build. That was that's the one hard part there. It was, you know, not easy to assemble. Right. 56 screws, he said. Yes. 56 nuts and bolts. So, you know, you got to have like one hand holding the, the nut Granted, I used some of my socket set, which made it a bit easier to hold the stuff together. But it was, you know, it's 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 a perfect intro to uh, composting. Other people have had manufacturing problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine seems to be fine, but you know, it's a composter. It's it's one of the things where it's like I'm trying to be helpful, but it's uh it's it's going. I like it. It's you know it's fun. I yeah you know I can because I have the the special coffee pods that can be composted. So you know every week they just drop them in there well you got to cut them up and drop them in there but even then that doesn't take too long you got to peel off the the covers and you got to cut through the uh the mesh but you know that's not too bad so yeah the yimby tumbler composter it's actually the number one bestseller in outdoor composting bins on amazon so yimby, a lot of people like it how do you spell y i m b y yimby the yimby tumbler composter black mm-hmm. for a hundred dollars Pretty much, yes. All right. The instructions. Well, the instru- you got to kind of go online and look at how to compost it because the instructions with the thing are a pain in the butt. It's a pain in the butt to build, but it's been sitting out there since we built it. Have had no problems with it. You know, no weird funky smells. No. Nope. Make sure you're it's in with reach with a garden hose because this thing is all black and if it's in the sun, yeah, it can it can dry out the thing pretty quickly. Oh, you need to keep it wet. Yes. Said moist like a damp sponge is what most of the uh, websites tell you. So, so ah, sure, sure, why not? Go for it. Let me know how it goes. I think I'm gonna stay away from it for now. All right, I'll let you know once I actually, you know, can get some. Like I said, I've thrown stuff into it. It's it's almost like a bottomless pit right now. It's like yeah, I keep throwing things into it, but nothing has come out of it yet. So, <laughs> just throw some worms in there. Yeah, that's when I, I might just go out to some go, place, dig up some a, dirt. Yeah, take a shovel outside, dig up some worms, and just throw them in. Yep. Is it bear-proof? Only teddy bears. What? Is it bear What? No, it's not bear-proof. That's it's the made first out of qu- plastic. It's the first question on the Amazon page. Customer questions and answers. Question, is it, is it bear-proof? No. <laughs> that's... No, no, it's not. It's made out of plastic. Oh my gosh, really, people? Do you have to put it together, and is it difficult? We are not good at assembly. says, this comes with the worst directions I've ever seen. Yes, I have to agree with that one. The directions were bad. And like I said, lots of little tiny nuts and bolts. So, Any tips for winter usage? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to uh, let you know how it goes through the winter. They, they point out that nothing's going to cook during the winter, but you'll have stuff on standby for the summer. All right. Well, then. Random topic, sir. Random topic rolled ahead of time. Yes. What did I roll? What did I roll? Ah, what is your favorite piece of art? Shit. Favorite um, piece of art. Well, not shit. That's that's not my favorite piece. What is my favorite piece of art? I can tell you what mine used to be. What did yours used to be? Nighthawks by Edward Hopper, 1942, currently located at the Art Institute of Chicago, which means I actually had a favorite piece of art. And was actually able to go see it in person. What made it your favorite piece of art? Uh, so it's Nighthawks. Um, if you if you just you know Google Nighthawks art, you'll it's the it's the picture of the guys in the middle in the diner in the middle of the night. Oh, the really like very famous one. Yep, that one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. So I always felt like a loner growing up. Oh. I know. There were even journal entries about this sort of thing there. Um, and so there was always the one guy with his back to the, the, the painting um, who's at the diner by himself. So I always imagined myself as that guy. Plus, he's, you know, in a suit and a fedora hat. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, that, that just works. Yeah. So I always pictured myself as that guy by himself, you know, in the middle of the night at a diner. Yeah. So that's that was you. That's yes. how you saw yourself. You're like, I am that person. Yes. 
I am that down on his luck loner sitting in a diner at 3 a.m. See, yep. the, the weird thing is I actually did sit at di- like in diners at 3 a.m. on a regular basis because after we'd play laser tag and we'd wrap up at like 2 in the morning, we'd go to Denny's. Yeah, no, I remember that. I think that's how we actually decided to do this podcast. <laughs> uh, it may have been a 3 a.m. discussion. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Because I think that was the two things. We decided to go to PAX at Denny's, and I think we also decided Let's to do start podcast. the podcast yep, at Denny's. We were silly. Yep. Um, I, I don't have a favorite. What? I do not have a favorite piece of art. In fact, it gets even worse than that. I'm I'm still not sure what I, I define as art. Oh... Well, what what do you define as art? I oh, don't give me oh. Well, now yeah, art is in the eye of the beholder. Right. So what's my and favorite I do have piece to say, of art? Like the universe. What's my favorite piece of art? Granted, I do have to say, like I said, this used to be my favorite piece of art. Now that you know, I am part of a family. You don't feel I don't that picture runner. myself. Old. It'd, it'd be a sad sight if I'm right now by myself at a diner at 3 a.m. Well, you wouldn't be there by yourself. You'd be there with the no. baby. Yes, and Kate and everybody else, you know. I was so thinking my, that, my, like, you're giving Kate a chance to sleep by taking the kid out. That also could be a possibility, yes. That you wouldn't, you wouldn't be alone is the, no. the difference. Well, can you is, – is loneliness inherent in the picture? That's what I always saw it as, because he was literally by himself. Yes, you have the couple right. that's in the back. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Nighthawks by Edward Hopper, 1942. The timeless universal quality, one of the best-known images. I know there's three customers all lost in their own thoughts have congregated. Because you have, you have, it looks like the ones in the back are a couple. Right. And the guy on the left, that's you, right? The guy on the yeah. left? Yeah, with his back to you. Yeah, well, maybe he's he's just waiting for friends. Like, maybe they're right around the corner. Maybe they're the ones taking the picture. I don't know. It's like, I, I, like I said, I used to picture myself not really much anymore. So now I feel like I have to find, like, a new piece of art. But, you know, that one, I think I've actually got that. I've got a print of that somewhere. Where is that? Is that upstairs? Yeah, I... I don't have a favorite piece of art. I have a lot of trouble with symbolism in in general anyway, so. Right, okay. So I googled favorite art. Yeah. And they put artworks at the top. And okay. I'm going down here, you know, Starry Night, that's a good one. Yeah, Mona Lisa, yep. of course. I mean, there's a lot of famous stuff. Hey, look, there's Nighthawks. Yep. And then I hit the right arrow, and the dress shows up. Really? Yes. Yep, there it is, the dress. Oh my god, if you Google The Dress, that's a thing now. Like, it is titled The Dress. That's just... Oh man, I have to stare at it for a little while to get it to appear gold again. I had it for like two seconds when I first saw it, Mm -hmm. but then my brain went, nope, that's... uh... The, the, you know, the knowledge of what it really looks like changes your perception of it, because now we've, like, we've definitively identified the dress. We know what it is. We know it's blue and black. Yeah, no, I I can, I can still, like, in my mind, when I first, the first time I saw it, I glanced at it, and, and, like, I thought it was white and gold, and then I swear my brain just, like... Flipped. Flipped, and then it's like, nope, wait, no, color correction, that's black and that's black and blue i was so 100 percent fight to the death certain it was white and gold have you (laughs) have you seen the one where the dancer is spinning yes oh that one messes you can't tell which way she's spinning yeah because there's no shadow and so it could be do you ever in your head like try and get your brain to have her spin one way and then like close your eyes immediately like open yeah. I'll do it without even closing my eyes. Oh, I need I need to close my eyes to kind of give my brain a reset in order to get her to start spinning the other way. I've I've gotten it where I can flip her. Um the same thing with like the 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 3D. Oh, that was weird. I had it spinning both ways simultaneously. Um <laughs> That was ow. Hang on. You know when you draw a, a see-through cube, right? Yes. So you can see all of it, and then you can flip it and be like, no, this side's the back. No, this side's the back. I can do that, too. You know what? I do have to say, I also do like The Son of Man. Is that the movie where they can't have babies anymore? No. Oh. Uh, the Son of I Man think? is that picture where the guy has the apple in front of his face? I think, I'm thinking of Children of Men. Yes. Damn close! Come on! 
Son of Man. Uh, no? That's not the artwork. The thing with the apple. Oh, okay. That one. Yeah. See, there's an apple in front of him. Wow, that is a very parodied artwork. Yes, yes, that is. Heck, I even parodied that artwork. But, like, there's there's lots of, there's, like, Superman with kryptonite in front of him. Yeah, no, I I have, you, you probably have a button of me parodying that artwork. I do, with you with an Xbox controller. Yes. Okay. Wearing my QS23 hat. Yeah. And a suit. Yeah. That was hard to, that was hard to set up. I actually took two separate photos so I could, because uh, I had the Xbox controller on a Composite stick. Composite them together? Yeah, so I could, you know, put the Xbox controller there, holding it in front of my face with a stick. And then I took another picture of it just, you know, without the Xbox controller there, and so I could take the one picture and basically Photoshop out the stick. So yeah, no, Son of Man, that's a good one. Starry Night is always just nice to look at. Oh, but these are, these are famous art pieces of art. Yes. I don't deny that. And I don't deny that they have quality. I don't deny that they're good. But are they, are, are they, are they, like, are they your favorite? How do you pick your favorite artwork? Well, it spoke to, Nighthawks spoke to me. That's why it was right. my favorite. Okay, I, I can, I can grant you that. Is, I mean, music is art. Yeah, music is so art. Focus, Video games are art. You're focusing like 100% on paintings and pictures. So there's no music that is, it speaks to you more than the picture does? Well, when you talk about art, for me, when when I first saw this question was, what is your favorite piece of art? I pictured artwork as a painting. So that right when I when I hear art, that's the first thing I think of is paintings. So I went to my favorite painting. But yeah, no, we could do different heck. Video games could be art, unless you're talking. Unless you're Roger Ebert. Yep. No, video games aren't art. Says the man who is a movie critic. Right. Grumble, grumble. Um, I, I don't think I can say what, what my favorite artwork is. I don't think I have a favorite. I think it depends entirely in the moment. I think all art is, is valuable in the sense that it makes us question what we are and how we are. There are certainly pictures that are prettier than others. There is certainly music that is catchier than others. But I don't know that I can I can define a favorite. All right. I gave you an answer. Dave gave you philosophy. Yeah. Well, on that note, I guess uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>